Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. We're starting a new series today, Love Is, and I picked this series because, well, really I have to confess my selfish motivation, which was that we did not have uh, in-person Christmas services on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and with uh, my maternity leave upcoming and my due date, I probably will not be here for Easter. Uh, so in my mind, I thought, I really want to celebrate something with, with you all this year. Why not Valentine's Day? Oh, let's talk about love all month. Yay. Uh, and then as I've gotten more into it, I struggled because I thought, what is there new or really compelling to say about love? We all know or at least someone has told us at some point in our lives that God loves us. We know that we ought to love each other because God has loved us. And probably most of us hope, think, believe, maybe not, uh, that we do at least an okay job of loving the people in our lives. Generally, if we're not so good at that, we're not really aware of the ways which we're not good at it. So love, what is there to say? We should do it. And we just heard uh, the writer of this letter um, to a community that would have followed uh, John's gospel. uh, Lots of words saying over and over again, God loves you, so love other people. And maybe that many words are necessary because we don't actually get it as well as we think that we do. We know that God loves us and that God wants us to love other people. But sometimes that connection gets broken or we're just not really rooted in the deep truth of it. I'm going to tell you about my dog. I thought this was a good place to talk about the difficulties of love because uh, I won't be discussing, you know, the issues I have with the actual people in my life uh, and the ways that I fail to love them. Uh, But sometimes our animals do uh, really shine a light on the ways uh, that we approach the world. So I did not grow up with dogs. I am not a dog person. Uh, There was an incident with a dog in our neighborhood when I was, I don't know, three or four, and it was very traumatizing, and anyway, no dogs. I was always scared of dogs. And then I went away to college. My brother got a dog, so I kind of got more used to them, but I never lived with that dog. And I guess we can blame it on the pandemic or just a general lapse of good judgment, Uh, But right before Christmas 2020, 
um, which if you were here, you may remember that was Christmas in the parking lot with the snow, me standing in the back of Jim's truck. Anyway, that's just a fun memory, not related to the sermon or the dog story, except to say that um, while I do love Blake, my husband, he came home with this dog uh, two days before Christmas, uh, which, you know, is a busy time for, for us ministers. And this dog, his name is Remington. Uh, we didn't give him that name. It came from the shelter. Uh, to put it mildly, he's crazy. He's just wild. I mean, he's very loving. He's very sweet. Um, but for me, not a dog person, I was, we were, and we were all really shell-shocked with this dog. Now, Blake claims that the dog tricked him uh, because the dog was very mild-mannered at the shelter. And, of course, that's why Blake picked him. And then we got home, and the dog was a whole thing. He still is, but uh, he's a great cuddler. So, anyway, fast forward to now. I love this dog. He cuddles. He likes to lay. Like, you know, if I'm laying on my side on the couch, he'll, like, lay in the you know, the crook of my knee, put his little head on my legs. Uh, He does other things that aren't so great. But, um, and Blake says regularly, we should sell him. I'm like, nobody wants to pay money for this dog. Um, Again, very sweet, very kind dog. Just, he's, he likes, he's a jumper. And, you know, he's like 50 pounds. And so big dogs that jump, nobody likes that because, you know, they're all jumping and their nails are stabbing you. Anyway, nobody wants to pay money for this dog, so we're stuck with him. Um, I don't think anybody wants to take him for free either. But, and I love him. Okay, why am I telling this story? I want to say that love is complicated, right? Love is difficult. We can love others, and sometimes it's a bit like the dog, you know? Like, we love the dog, we also really despise the dog. And can it be like that with the people in our lives, especially the ones we're the closest to? Like, I love the people that I live with. Oh, now I'm talking about them. But, um, you know, sometimes we all get on each other's nerves, right? And I'm sure I'm not the easiest to live with or love either. Love is difficult. Is love easy for all of you? How is love difficult? Anyone? Other people, hard to deal with. Lose your patience. Yeah. Yeah, love is hard. We think maybe it's easy or it looks easy on TV or in movies. We don't often think about it. But real love, making it come true and real and whole and embodied in our lives, well, it requires things that are hard, patience and more patience, and even more patience. Um, Love requires that we do things that we don't want to do. We have to put aside our selfishness. True confession, I think about that anytime Lydia asks me to do something, and I'm, again, snuggled on the couch with the dog. I'm like, I don't want to get up, but I have to. Or I do, because I love my child. I I am her parent, and that's what there is to do. Love requires things of us. Love stretches us. And the other thing about love is, isn't it hard to believe 
that love on like the big scale is real in this world. We're just so filled with violence sometimes. I think we've been reminded of that in recent weeks. Death, mass shootings, homelessness. All the difficulties that we run into as humans. And sometimes people are so hurt or just haven't learned how to love that the harm that they wreak on others seems to fill the world. And that kind of evil and pain, if you watch the news, it seems like it's taking over. So yeah, maybe we can have love in our own little lives, but I think it is kind of hard sometimes to believe in this vision that we heard in the scripture today of God abiding with us and God inviting us to love others. What if we really could love deeply and truly each other and our communities in ways that stretch us and challenge us, in ways that make us uncomfortable? Love is not easy. But the good news, the maybe, I don't know, it's not new at all, really, but the thing I want to come back to from the scripture is that when we struggle with love, when we find ourselves exhausted, out of love, disillusioned with the world and the possibility of love, we can come back to the source, God. We can love. We are able to love because God loves us. In that first scripture reading, we heard about how God is the vine and we are the branches. And Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you. And we abide in each other. And there's lots of abiding. Yes, it's all lovely. And we heard echoes of that in 1 John. Um, By the way, they're not the same writers, but they would have been uh, probably in the same kind of community that followed John's gospel, if that makes sense. So people who were part of what they call the Johannine community. So these writers are not the same, but they are reflecting similar themes. I think we can even see that in the reading from today. We can come back to God when we are out of love, when love is difficult, when we are jaded and disillusioned. We just connect ourselves back up to the vine. I think we all know we wander from the vine, from the source of love, we get depleted. But that love is always there. It's the source of our lives. That dog that drives me crazy, I do sometimes think, you remind me of the constancy of God's love. So it's little touch points like that, that maybe you have relationships people that you connect with or call on to remind you that you are loved. And you, yes, John says we ought to love each other, so there is kind of this duty or obligation to it, but it's not just duty or obligation, it's a gift. We can love. When we fill ourselves up with God's love, it just naturally overflows, like water overflowing a cup. Knowing that we are loved helps us, spurs us on, really, 
when we're filled with love, we're so much able to love other people. As we live in God, our love grows more Christ-like. God's love doesn't fail. You know that uh, passage from 1 Corinthians. You've probably heard it at some weddings. Love is patient, love is kind, blah, 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 blah. Okay, read it, 1 Corinthians 13, it's good. But the line that I kind of love is, love never fails, or in some translations, love never ends. Comforts me in that our love for those who have passed on, uh, it doesn't end. It's Our grief is a continuation of our love for them. But also, if we think about God's love, it never fails. It never ends, even when we do. And so when we're struggling with love, we just go back to God and abide in God. So my challenge for you this week to put the scripture into action is to imagine God's love if you find yourself struggling. Could have made a whole sermon about that, how sometimes we we know intellectually that God loves us, but there can be a heart block to that where we're not really able to take that in because of the messages we've received from other people about who we are. And so there is that. But the way that we internalize God's love is to keep coming back to it. So when you struggle this week, imagine God's love. And other little challenge, find three minutes, just three, to be quiet, to dwell in the presence of God. A simple prayer might just be, God, I am here. Show me your love. I made that up just now, so you can make up your own. God, I am here. Show me your love. When we connect to love, We are filled up with love, and that love, the great promise of Scripture, is that it never runs out, and that we can love because God first loved us. Amen.